How are y'all doing? Awesome. Come on, give me a shout. Yeah. They, 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 they run you around this place all day long. Then they fill you up on carbohydrates, send you to another hour-long class. Then the last night of the week, they send you here for us to thrill you about seniors' ministry. I mean, how many of you are half in a coma right now? It's, uh, uh, see there? We got, we, got, we, got, we got one sister we got to call 911 on already, okay? okay. My name is Dwayne Bull. This is... Christy Bull, and we're from. Well, <laughs> that's our website. If you ever want to get a hold of anybody, there we are. My party. Oh, get out of here! All right, today we're going to talk about seniors ministry. Now, when they asked me to do this, Bridget, several months ago, Bridget Wooten emailed me, and she said we have a lot of pastors that have shown interest in. Um, starting a seniors ministry and so that's what I came with in my mind today okay starting a seniors ministry some things that are important to do with it now I looked on the little definition that they got there and it sounded almost like we were going to be a seniors counseling I have no idea what goes on inside the heads of seniors if, if you ever figure it out write a book you'll make a million bucks in the first week okay right. you really will but we're going to talk about today um, seniors uh, seniors ministry now we've done this for a, a lot of years. Uh, we did it at our church in Poland. We had a great ministry. Now, now we're at Highway Tabernacle now. And now for almost the last nine years, we've been running the seniors program. We do it for 12 straight weeks. And then we take some time off, about 12 weeks off. And then we come back and we do it for another 12 weeks. We just started our spring session. Um, was it yesterday? It was Thursday. Just Thursday we started our spring session. So we're going to go every single week. We People start coming about 10 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and then they get their coffee. And then at 10.30 we start. At noon we have a great lunch together. We do it every week for 12 weeks. And then we take about a 12-week break. i got to give my kitchen help some time off, you know. And we got to have some time to get some fresh ideas and so forth. Okay, here comes the boss. Come on in, hon. All right. Everybody, let's, let's welcome her, everybody. Come on, what do you say? There she is. There she is. There she is. And, um, okay, there's another handout. What, uh, what we do, I tell you, we just have absolutely, in my opinion, the, the greatest ministry that God could ever give you. Uh, when we came to Highway Tabernacle back in 1979, I was 27, Christy was about 23, we were the youth pastors. And we were the youth pastors there for about five years. We went out to Poland, Ohio, and we started a church. We were out there for 23 years. Then we did seven years of interim pastoring, and then we did some other things. I don't even remember what it was. But then after 35 years, Highway Tabernacle invited us to come back. Now, isn't that a miracle? They invited us to come back, only now we're the seniors pastors. Isn't that cool? And I found there's just not a whole lot of difference. There's not a whole lot of difference. They, they got whiter hair. They move a little slower. They're just as ornery. They're just as rotten. You can just count on it. They're just as rotten as anybody else ever was. Okay. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, let's start off on, on what, why, why do you need to do this? That was a, a big thing. Why do you need to do this? Well, let me give you my take on it. You may disapprove, but ministry that relates to them. Now I use that word relates to them. That's maybe a broad brush. But let me kind of go a little deeper with you. 
Not everybody relates to flashing lights, guitars, jumping, twirling worship leaders in tight, tattered jeans, <laughs> dimly lit sanctuary lights with smoke coming out over the drummer's head. <laughs> I have no idea when in the world our churches took that turn, but there we are today. Here we are today, okay? Oh, well. The only place, now listen here, some older people, they just want to go to church. Can I get a witness? They just want to go to church. And they want to go to a church they can relate to. And the only place, now I'm going to emphasize this, I think, and I'm not being critical, I'm just saying the truth, in our churches today, the only place that you can provide that in our churches today is through a purposeful seniors ministry. You, you really need it if you're going to scratch that itch of people that came out of churches like Christy and I came out of. Okay, we went to Sunday morning, we went to Sunday night, we went to Wednesday night. Every Sunday night we were down around the altars bawling and crying. We were singing Friendship with Jesus. We sang out of the hymnal. We sang, Oh, How I Love Jesus, till the sun came up the next day. You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. We, and I'm not criticizing, I really am not, I'm not criticizing. I know we're, we're moving forward. Uh, I think we are. Um, there's, there's a lot of elderly people. And I, I don't even want to use that word elderly. Uh, let me nix that right now because the U.S. government says that you are um, middle-aged until you turn, um, what is it, it's 69. When you turn 69. So my wife right now, my wife right, what's you laughing about? My wife right now is middle-aged, okay? Now, once, once you hit 70, the U.S. government says when you hit 70, then you become a senior, okay? Now, you stay a senior until you hit 85. And once you hit 85, then you become that dreaded word, elderly, okay? If you use words like elderly, even if you use words like seniors, you're going to just scare a bunch of people off. They just are scared to death to get old nowadays. I don't know why. But let's go on a little bit farther. There's a lot of people that are lonely. Believe me, we've got them. They are lonely. They'll stand there and they'll talk to you. You put an ear on the wall, they'll talk to you for an hour. They're just lonely. They are. They are. And then we've got people that are widowed. You know, they've just lost their loved one. We, we go through that a lot. I'm sure you do too. They're alone. They're, they're, here's the big one. They're disconnected from their children and from their family. Hi, Susie, Bob. You got any kids? Yeah, we have a son in Arizona. How many times have you heard that? We have a boy in Florida. He's going to come up. Well, he says sometime this summer, they're distanced from their families. It's just not there anymore. And so that, that's something you've got to be conscious of. And then, then here is something. It's going to sound critical. It's not. It's just, I think, a trend that we're always working to overcome. Okay? It says, many young pastors often focus on drawing the younger crowd, and they forget to put a continued effort to maintain and foster relationships in their church with seniors. Now, I'm not blaming anybody for that. Every one of us in here know that if we don't get some younger people into our churches, we're only a few funerals away from extinction. Right. Right. 
Isn't that the truth? We're a few funerals away from extinction. And nobody denies that fact. I think everybody with a half a brain and any kind of a spirit wants to do anything they can to try to draw and reach young people. We'll put up with music we don't like. We'll put up with light bulbs that hurt our eyeballs. We'll put up with anything. If this is touching somebody, oh God, do it. Okay, we're, we're willing to do that. But, but people, they need a place where they can make friendships. Let me give you an example of that. We have a lady in our church, her name is Sue. Uh, Sue, for years, she worked in our school, and she would kind of go to work. She would sit in the school. She would come in on Sunday morning, sits in the same chair. Her husband seldom came with her because he was very, very ill. And she took care of him for years and years. Well, after a long, long season, Ross died rather unexpectedly. But when he died, that instantaneously gave me an opportunity to wrap my arms around Sue. I did his funeral. I was with her at the graveside. I went to visit him in the hospital. Uh, I did everything that I could possibly do. And the moment that Sue kind of got her feet underneath her, instantaneously something started to smack inside of her head that says, I got to make some friends. I got to get another life. I've had Ross and my job at the school for 50 years. I got to get something more in my life. And God bless her. Sue did the right thing. She got up off of it and she came to our seniors ministry. And the first time she came, she's like a kick. She's like coming to the youth group. You know, you don't know anybody. You're half scared to death. But she walks in, she sits down and she got into a table. That's a real mix. There's Catholics. There's a Methodist. There's a a couple of, I think there's a couple of heathens there, you know, you know, but, but she, she got into a real, she got into a table with a real bunch of mixture. And boy, don't you know, she just became buddies with those ladies. And now she is there solid as a rock, sits in the same church she, in, in service, always sits in the same church she always did. But I tell you, she has made connections that's going to keep her there until the day that she dies. I'm so proud of Sue. She did the right thing. Now, some people, will want to come to a senior's ministry just simply because they like to get something good to eat. Now, that's the honest truth. Now, eating, uh, you know, we may not think much about that right now. We have a couple that comes to our seniors ministry every week. They've been in our church for years. The older that they have gotten, um, the wife is now 85-ish. The husband is somewhere around the same place. The wife is not as mobile as she was. My wife asked them the other day, said, uh, well, when, what do you guys cook? The response was, oh, we don't cook. Tell them, baby doll. Come on, stand up and tell them. All right, sit there and don't tell them. Um, <laughs> she says, now let me talk. I said, yeah. <laughs> the, the names are Paul and Edie. We love them to death. They've been in the church for 5,000 years. I had their kids in my youth group back in the 80s. They've been there forever. But you know, right now, Paul says, oh, we don't cook. I, I might do uh, some hot dogs now and then. And, and that's the extent. Um, I know they don't go out very much. How they're staying alive, I don't know. But I'll tell you, every time we have anything that has a meal, whether it's a funeral, a calling hours, anything, they're there. And I'm not saying they're only there just for that, but I believe that that really is a help to them. I really do. And I'm so glad that we can provide that. There's other people like that as well. Now, um, when you recognize them, it means the world to them. It really does. I, I was in a, over in Newcastle, Pennsylvania uh, a while back, and uh, this is back when Brother George Woods was still alive with us. Pastor Myers had him over there to speak. 
And uh, Brother Woods told a story about another pastor that he had known for many years. He was a, a tall, skinny, lanky fellow, but he had an incredible mind, an incredible memory. And they had been out traveling to different churches, going different places. And he said one day they were in this church, and after the service came up an old elderly couple. They're on the walkers. They're hunched over. They're walking very slow. And they come up and they wave at him and they say, Pastor McGillicuddy, you probably don't remember us. We're Bob and Betty from years ago back at First Church when you were the pastor. And that old brother, he came down, he stood up and he took them by the hands and he said, Oh, Bob and Betty, how could I ever forget you? And Brother Wood said, those old people just, just stood up. You could just see the dignity coming back into their hearts and their spirits once again. I'm telling you, it means everything in the world when you recognize them and when you know them. And um, I would encourage you, open it up. Don't just do it for your church. Let everybody know that, of course, do this with your pastors, okay. But, but try to get others in the community involved. Right now in our church... Um, Two, Thursday was our first meeting. We had 75 out for our, for our first gathering. We had a lot of our regular people that were gone. We had um, uh, people from Catholic Church, Methodist Church, Lutheran Church, independent churches. Uh, we have another AG church in the community that we, uh, you know, I've known people for years, and so they come and they join us. We have people from all over the place. David, we meet on Thursdays. And we meet at, we start, we open it up at 10 o'clock in the morning. We have the coffee table out. Come and get your cup of coffee. Find your seat. Gab, 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 gab. It goes on. And then at 10.30 we start. And we go right up until noon. And then at noon we serve a meal. And we go until everybody's done. That's, that's what we do. We do it on Thursdays. All right. Let me move on a little bit. I want to just give you some things to, to remember to do if you're trying to put together a senior's ministry. Now, this is not the most important one, but it's a big one. Have fun. Everybody say fun. 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 You didn't say that very fun. Have fun. fun. Yeah, right. Right. Do, you can get online and you can find quizzes. You can find all, all kinds of stuff. What, what have I got here for you today? I've got... I've got, uh, oh, come on, what did I do with it? Um, I've got all kinds of quizzes. The I Love Lucy quiz. This is great. This is great. I Love Lucy was originally a radio program entitled I Love Lucy, Desi and Lucy, Life with Lucy, My Favorite Husband. What was it called? Oh, you know the answers. Oh, well. All right. Forget, forget that one. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What town canceled Thanksgiving because they could not make pumpkin pies? <laughs> Colchester, Connecticut. A frigid bound of cold weather in the middle of October led to the Connecticut River freezing over, so the settlers couldn't get their usual liquid sugar shipped in on time from across the pond. Thus, the townspeople decided to postpone the holiday for a week in 1705. I'll tell you, this kind of stuff your people will just thrive on. They'll, they'll, no, you gotta, you got to have fun. you got to have fun. i got all kinds of stuff here for you today. you got to have brain teasers. Now, here's a good brain teaser. You ready for this? Um, until Mount McKinley was until Mount McKinley was discovered, what was the highest mountain in America? 
It was Mount McKinley. It just hadn't been discovered yet. You see? You see? You feel the vibe going here? You see? They, they love it. They love it. <laughs> okay. Be funny. Have fun. Uh, I got... The, the, where, where did I do with this? Listen, this, this is a hit. This is a hit. Okay? Go down to the store. Get you a pair of glasses. Okay? Get you a pair of glasses. Put on your Elvis Presley wig. Okay? Yeah, you got this? It, it's made for a four-year-old, but... Then you get up to... Love me tender, love me sweet, never let me go. See, now you guys, these gals are falling in love with me even as we speak. <laughs> you got to have fun. You got to have fun. Don't do this. Don't, 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 don't get your... Wow, we're delighted that everybody's here with us today. Shall we have a word of prayer? <laughs> now that we've prayed, Clarence is going to come. And Clarence is going to read chapters 14 through 17 of the book of Leviticus. <laughs> don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. You've got to have some life. You've got to have some fun. Now, here, here's, another, here's another funny thing. I found this online. Occupational hymnology. I'm only going to give you a couple of these. Um, what is the favorite hymn of a realtor? I got a mansion over the hilltop, right? What's, what's the greatest hymn of a politician? <laughs> Standing on the promises. <laughs> here's the best one. Here's the best one. What's the favorite hymn of an IRS agent? I surrender all. <laughs> you see, guys, you gotta, you got to have fun. People want to come where they can have fun. How many of you got the old quiz team buzzers? If you do, get them out. Get them out. Get the Bible questions out. Set them up in front of those folks. You'll have more fun just watching them trying to hit the buzzer. <laughs> if, 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 you, if, 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 if you don't have the buzzers... Uh, take a balloon, blow a balloon up, and, stay, and let, them let them bust. That'll just give them, that'll send them into orbit. They'll, they love that stuff. I'm telling you, they love that stuff. It's just amazing. Um, play, uh, here's one. Give everybody a piece of paper that's sitting around the table. Have them draw their neighbor's picture. And then when they're all done, put them up on the wall. And let people pick them out. <laughs> It's, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a glory day or a disaster, one or the other. Then don't forget to play the old beat-up newlywed game. Okay? If you got some couples that are still together, and, you know, put them up there and ask them, you know, who kissed who first? Who, uh, you know, that it, they'll just give you, they'll, they'll tell you probably more than what you want to know. In all, in, all, in all honesty, they probably will. Hey, here's a great thing for fun. You ready for this? Um, now, I suggest to you, don't do this by raising your hands because we did this one time in a seniors meeting and we had a coronary right there in the middle of the aisle. So don't do that, okay? But I'm going to do it with you today. We're going to sing My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Every time you sing a letter that starts with the letter B, you lift up one hand. Until you sing a letter with an, another word with the letter B, then you switch hands. Are you ready? Are you coordinated enough? My Bonnie lies over the ocean. My Bonnie lies over the sea. My Bonnie lies over the ocean. Oh, bring back my Bonnie. To see, 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 see. 
Now that's a little too much exercise. What we did, we got, you know, the little, little American flags or just a little flag on a stick. We had them do this. And I, but I'm telling you, watching them do that, they go nuts. They just have fun. That's the whole point. Have, have you ever got the thing with the, you know, you got the little cup and it's got the string with the ball on it? Yes. Get you about four of those and have yourself tournaments. And while you're doing it, play the William Tell Overture behind it. <laughs> I tell you, it is fun. It is fun. Okay. And uh, what about this? Um, I love this one here. The, um, oh, where is it? Real movie stars' names. Okay? Have you ever thought, who? Here, I got, this, this is a page that has them all mixed up. This is the one with the answers. What was Tony Curtis's real name? Bernie Schwartz. Bernie Schwartz. What was Kurt Douglas's real name? Izzerdanerklovich Dembski. Yeah, yeah. Judy Garland. Francis Ethel Gum. Okay, okay. Cary Grant. Archibald Leach. Yeah. What about this? Uh, Edward G. Robinson. Emmanuel Goldenberg. Of course, and everybody knows Marilyn Monroe, Norma Jean, Mortenstern, right? Everybody knows that. But I tell you, mix them up, have them draw to the right one. You'll have a blast with that stuff. And people just love to have fun. Here's another one, National Days. National Days. If you go online, you can find every month has National Days. They've got a National Day for almost every day of the month. This is March 2023. <sighs> National Horse Protection Day. National Pig Day, National Peanut Butter Lover Day, National Old Stuff Day, National I Want to Be Happy Day, National Spinach Day, Lobster Newberg Day, National Puppy Day. Yeah, now every once in a while you'll come across one that's really smart and you'll play off of it. I found this one, National Oreo Cookie Day. Okay, then I found another one, National Blueberry Pie Day. I found it. I said, folks, listen, this, I did this last Thursday. I said, folks, I've been researching the national days, okay? Did you know that coming up this week, this month, is National Oreo Cookie Day? It's also National uh, Blueberry Pie Day. I believe that next week we ought to have people bring in something with uh, Oreo and with uh, Blueberry Pie. Can I get a witness to that, please? You know, now a bunch of them will forget, but a bunch of them... A bunch of them will remember, and it's going to be a blast. Let's talk a little bit about food, okay? Honey, is this where you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, do you want to say it first or do you have to Come on up here and stand right beside me. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're going to have food, I realize that, you know, our church, we have the we have the blessing of having a kitchen, some people that work in the kitchen and, you know, so forth. And we well know that not every church has that. Um, but, you know, food is an important part. Whenever you're doing anything with seniors, uh, seniors do not have bad appetites unless they're very, very ill. Otherwise, they, they will eat you under the table. They love to eat. I'm telling you, they really do. They have no problem with it whatsoever. And so, you know, you need to form something that can get something going to organize. What are we going to do to feed these peoples? Go ahead, sweetheart. Yeah, so if you, like you said, we are very fortunate that at Highway Tabernacle, they have a full kitchen, and they literally have a team that 
every Thursday that we go in, we never even know what the lunch is going to be. However, let us say that the team that we have, every one of those folks are old enough to be in our they seniors are. group. They, they should yeah. be. They're just not old enough yet, you know. They just, okay. well, go ahead. They just really enjoy working. In yeah, the they do. They just enjoy it. But, you know, so I mean, like, they'll have anything from meatloaf to chicken salad croissant sandwiches. They'll do something different every Thursday. But if you're at a church that does not have that, don't let that be the thing that hinders you from not having a senior's ministry. Because you can always do things like pizza. However many come that day, order pizza. Let them throw in two bucks for it, you know? If they even want to bring a sack lunch, do that. You know, make it, you know, get deli meat and, and buy some bread. And, you know, you can do it very easily. So just never let that be a hindrance that, you know, and get some people to help you on a committee. You know, let's get together. Well, what are we going to have this Thursday? And then maybe you'll only do it once a month to start off. Mm -hmm. And if you do it once a month, see what works for you. See who's willing to come in and, and to help you. Maybe there's some, you know, ladies that aren't old enough to attend, but they want to be involved in the kitchen, making coffee or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's just... Think outside the box. You don't have to have this great, big, huge meal every time you come together. And they're still going to have fun and enjoy it. Yeah. Isn't she wonderful, everybody? Yeah. Isn't she just wonderful? I'm telling you. You know, at our church, um, food is a big part of the cost. It costs us, uh, last year I think it cost us over $9,000 for food. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, it's something that if you're going to provide a meal, you have to be able to do that. But I would do whatever you can do. Do something that will make that a part because there's just a good sense of fellowship there. And some of the folks really enjoy that. Do the best that you can. If you can do better than a bologna sandwich with chips, do it. If, the, if a bologna sandwich with chips is what you can do, do it. Just, 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 just do the best that you can. And then also... Uh, we like to have, we have a coffee table. And on our coffee table, that's the first place people go when they walk in the building. 10 o'clock, they come in, they go right to the coffee table. We got the, just like out here, we got the decaf, we got the regular, we got the hot water, we got the hot, you know, all that stuff. They love to get their cup of coffee. And once they've got something in their hand, it like it breaks down this sense of fellowship. And they walk around and they start to talk with each other. Now, let me move on a little bit. How's my time doing? Where am I at, Angie? Am I good? All right. Um, let me talk to you about prayer. Now, we've talked about fun, we've talked about food, but a huge thing that is going to build your seniors' ministry is if they can come to and relate to what you're doing, and it can help to transport them into an atmosphere where they can love and worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. this, this past Thursday was our first meeting for this season. It was one of those meetings where I had a few things planned. I got to nothing that I had planned. We went in and we, we started off with a few songs. You know, Chrissy plays the piano like a thousand bucks. She's, she's the best I know of, you know. But I will bless thee, O Lord. And all of a sudden the hands start going up and the people start to cry and they start to worship the Lord. And we sing several worship songs. When we're done with that, we have a lady pastor that does our prayer time. I have her come up. Boy, she was really on fire this past week. She just preached heaven down, revival, and the hankies were waving. I'm telling you. And, uh, you know, when we, when we got done, then we had somebody pipe up and he says, I got a testimony. And he jumped up. He said, 
an 80-year-old man. He walks up and he has on his phone his PET scan. He says, Pastor Bull, I want you to look at this. He shows me his PET, his PET scan from four weeks ago. He's full of cancer from the top to his chest. Every place in him, he's full of cancer. He says, but the Lord's healed me. I want you to look at the CAT scan I just got. All you could see was his heart. Outside of that, everything was gone. Everything was gone. Now, if God will do that for an 80-year-old man that's about ready to step over the finish line, won't he do that for you and me? Hallelujah to God. And I tell you what, boy, that just energized. Well, I knew after that point my agenda was gone at that. Well, then we had a fellow that came and sang. and I asked Jerry to sing. We didn't know what Jerry was going to do. Don't you know he picked out about eight worship songs, and he got up there. He sang with his daughter, and then he began to tell a testimony about how God had helped him in his life. And then his daughter, she said, I used to be in drugs. I didn't know that. I used to be in drugs. I was out in the world, and the Lord saved me. And then he says, anybody else got a testimony? This one jumps up. God healed me from a motorcycle accident. It was just an an exceptional day. We didn't have time for any fun. It was just one of those days when God came down and just blessed and just did a wonderful thing. But I'll tell you what, people love to feel the presence of God. Every first of every month, every first meeting of every month, we anoint with oil and we pray for the sick. Do that. Don't forget that we are a Pentecostal church. And we believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid the atonement that people might be healed. And he doesn't care how old they are. That's right. Isn't that right? Amen. Yeah. And we and people, we have we have folks ready that walk around and they anoint people with oil and they, they pray with them. We do that every first of every month. We'll do that. Um, and then, you know, we have a prayer request table. Somebody there to take prayer requests and to keep a, a prayer list. And, uh, you know, have, if, if somebody wants to take that with them to pray over there, you might have an intercessor that wants that, that'll take that. Give it to them. Use it. They'll just keep building up on it. We have one lady that does that for us. She says, I have kept every prayer request that's been turned here, I believe, for the last nine years. She said, I have them right by my bed. And every night as I'm going to bed, she said, I lay my hands on that and I pray over that. Just you know, open up the doors. It'll be amazing what God can send you. And then uh, here's another thing. When you got somebody that's sick, you know, dear Gladys, she comes every week, but Gladys couldn't make it right now. Gladys broke her hip. She's down. She's in therapy. Here's what you do. Go over on your cell phone and get Gladys's number and call Gladys and put it on the speakerphone and hold it up by the microphone. Okay? Hey, Gladys, hi. This is Pastor Bull. We're over here at the seniors group. All your folks wanted to say hi. Hi! Oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much. We just wanted to call and pray for you, Gladys. Okay, you ready? All right, Millie's going to come pray for you. Come on up here, Millie. Lord, we just, you know, and I'll tell you what. That makes a, means a million bucks to them. You couldn't give them a million dollars. That would mean more to them to minister to their heart at that point. Well, let's go on, honey. Now, we're into the music now, okay? Uh, we use hymn books. And we love it. What we do is we have hymn books on every table when they come in, and normally we'll come to a part in the meeting. I'll say, okay, everybody, we're going to sing some hymns in just a second. Make sure you got your favorite number to shout out. And they'll start flipping like crazy, you know. And then you say, all right, our first number is going to be, and I always say, if we don't know it, you're singing solo, you know. And uh, But uh, 
Ah, 422, 422, mansion over the hilltop. Okay, and Chrissy, she'll just nail that puppy, and off we'll go singing that song. What's our next one going to be? We'll do three or four or five, however much time allows. They absolutely love singing out of that songbook. I don't care how young or how old that they are. And then also, talk about, every once in a while, talk about some... Uh, some histories. You know these songbooks, these hymn books that they've got out that you can buy, give you about what, what, how that song got written? Um, here, just, just an example. They love this stuff. Um, it's a song. Um, I will sing of my Redeemer and His precious love to me. You know that song? Okay, here's the song. Philip Paul Bliss, the author of this gospel song, he was the song leader for evangelist Major Daniel Whittle. Whittle was taken prisoner during the Civil War, and he was converted while he was in prison reading the New Testament. But a few years later, after he got out of the army, he became an evangelist, and he asked Philip Bliss to be his song leader. Three years later, however, Bliss and his wife died in a train accident in Ashtabula, Ohio. Yeah, and the story goes on. It says the hymn text was found in his trunk once they got the fire put out. Okay, what happened was the train got into a car, into an accident. Bliss was thrown out. The, it's on fire. He goes back in to save his wife's life and burns to death with his wife inside of that train. When the fire's out, they go back and they look through his luggage and they find those words, I will sing of my Redeemer. I tell you what, you, you, you talk about some things like that. It will bless people's hearts. Am I right? Yes. Okay, let's go on. It's getting hot in here. All right, there is a stigma. It's there. Let's admit it. There is a stigma attached to enjoying old hymns. And many seem to snicker and roll their eyes. It makes older people feel like they are a bother to the church. Now that can happen. That can happen. I remember when uh, Chrissy and I were first in the ministry down in Louisville, Kentucky. They had a young group come out of college, and they had a lot of really upbeat music. But this young fellow got up there, and he said, well, he said, I'll tell you what, if you're going to ask me to sing farther along, he says, oh, pooey, give me something that's got a little rhythm. I'll tell you what, that attitude, sometimes it's like that stuff out of Noah's Ark. No, a lot of people cut their teeth on that. And they love that, and it means so much to them. So always include it. Always make it a part of what you do. Now here, don't forget this, anybody. Every Christian always enjoys the music that was being sung about the time they got saved. That's what the Holy Spirit used to light their fire. Am I right? And, and it doesn't mean that they don't like other music. It doesn't mean that they're not attracted. But I'm telling you what, you start singing something that was sung a lot in church about the time that they got saved, and you've got them right down in the pump. Am I right? Yeah. Every Christian loves that and enjoys that. Um, remember, today's seniors are the hippies of yesterday. Am I right? Yeah. So they got nothing against... Rhythm. They got nothing. They like special singers. Bring in special singers. They'll sing it. Uh, get a get a quartet. Some people like that. Go on YouTube and find a quartet. Run it through your TV. They'll they'll love that. It's it's a great thing. Um, 
uh, we did recently, uh, we have a lady that loves her as eyes on the sparrow. So we went to YouTube, we pulled up an old Billy Graham crusade, and we got Ethel Waters singing his eyes on the sparrow. And we played that. Oh, I'll tell you what. Oh, children, his eye. His, oh, I'll tell you what. It just melted the hearts of everybody in there. You know, and use any able musicians that you have. Now, I'm not telling you to use, you know, tone deaf Tony on his trumpet. Um, you know, but if you've got some able musicians in your group, Use them. Let them be a part, okay? Um, in the summertime, get the youth involved. Now here, I'm coming down towards the end here. Um, this is a biggie. This is a biggie. Get them involved. Get them involved. And I've written a statement here. If you let them, they will be more than happy to just sit there and let you entertain them. Don't fall for it. <laughs> let me read that again. If you let them, they will be more than happy to just sit there and let you entertain them. Don't fall for it. I have to remind our folks again and again, this is not the Dwayne and Christie show. Okay? Come on, everybody. Get up here. You know, you've got to find ways to get them involved. They're not going to really feel an attachment and a love for the ministry until they have some cut in it. Now, let's go on. Talk a little bit more. Always try to get them to do something. I'm always trying to get them to sing. Now, I know they're not going to, you know, but I'll go up and I'll say, how are you doing today, Karen? I'm so glad you came here, and thank God for that solo you're going to give us today. That's just wonderful. And I know good and well what she's going to say. She's going to say, oh, on a hill far away. Oh, I'd bring the place down if that was. Oh, you know, you're, you're, I've heard all of those things. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. They're, they're, a lot of them can sing. They just don't want to. So they're giving you that phony baloney. Don't fall for it. Yeah, can, see, she wants to sing already. Come on, honey. Have you ever tried karaoke with them? Do they like that kind of thing? I've never find, tried it. If you could find some hymns. I mean, my grandkids have karaoke machines. I, I'm saved. I don't do karaoke. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never been in any place that does, so I, I don't know how to respond to that. You know? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to respond to that. I really don't. Hey, hey, let, let, listen to this. Get them involved. Get them involved. Um, talent shows. Boy, they're huge. You got you to give, give it time. You got to let them. Uh, it's kind of like waiting for a baby to be born. You got to give it time, okay? But you start saying, listen, everybody, uh, next month, uh, April 23rd, we're going to have a talent show, and we want you to start signing up. And here's the response you're going to get. <sighs> You know, they're going to, I can't do anything. Well, then you keep nurturing it, okay? Listen, we need somebody that does some songs. Now, next week, Christy's going to do a song. I need a couple more people to help her. And then you give them more categories. We've got the crafts. We've got the poetry. We've got the, you know, and you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Recipes. You know, just throw out something that they can jump in on. And the more people that get involved in it, all of a sudden the more people want to get involved in it. And you'll find yourself having a tremendous group of people that will get involved in that. They'll do silly things. We had one lady that said the alphabet backwards. Can you do that? You know, we, we had ladies that came in that showed us little bears that they make for hospice. And they, they give, you know, see, the, the more that you get them thinking, they'll find more and more things that they can do. Homemade baking contests. I'll give you a warning. Do not ever have a pie baking contest. People don't make pies anymore. 
They don't. We had a pie baking contest, and I put out the applications. I put them. I thrilled them. You know how many applications I got? Three. Three. And I'm walking around. I said, what's the matter with you gals? No oh, I haven't baked a pie in years. So what we did, we changed it. We changed it to your favorite homemade dessert. Well, we got gallons of things made out of jello. You know? <laughs> oh, it, it came in like crazy. Um, you know, get, get them involved. Uh, you know, if you've got a special ministry in your community that does Christmas presents, see if, if you can help them wrap some of the Christmas presents for the kids. You know, that's a great thing to do. Uh, you know, bringing in things for special items, for uh, foster care, for needy families, things of that nature. Now, let me talk to you about another one. Okay? Personality. You've got to have somebody that leads that has a little personality. Okay? Remember, Clarence is going to come. It's dead from the get-go. You got to have some personality. Handshakes and hugs are huge. Okay? See how I went around and hugged everybody's hand today? I did that on purpose because that's what you want to do. You want to go around. You want to greet people. How are you? How did you keep that gorgeous head of hair? Is this your daughter? She's lovely. You know, you, know, you want to connect with people. They feel like a million bucks when you do that. Welcoming newcomers. Anybody here new with us today? Oh, Billy and Sam. Let's welcome Billy and Sam, everybody. And don't, don't you let Billy and Sam get out of here today without at least five or six of you shaking their hand and saying hi to them. Okay, you give them that mandate right then and there. And then encourage them to get to know one another. Here again, they are creatures of settlement. They will come in, they'll find their table at their chair, just like you do in church every Sunday morning. You come and you sit in your parking spot. You go and you sit in your chair, your spot, and you sit there. And they will come in and they will sit in their spot and they will have a two and a half centimeter of volume around them that they will engage in unless you do something to blast them off of that chair and get them to know somebody else they're going to constantly be saying oh well that's just not me i don't feel comfortable oh, well I, I said hi to them they uh, no don't fall for it constantly be looking for ways to get them to know somebody name tags are a huge help we always have somebody there at the name tag table. And we get it on a sticky one the first time. Then we take it up to the office and we make them a fancy one. And we have them ready for it the next time around. Sign letters with signatures and send them to the sick. That's big. That's big. Let me give you an idea. You know like a 14 and a by 11 or what is it, 17 by 11? Big piece. Take a picture of your pastor. And put your pastor's picture up at the top. And then underneath saying, Dear Gladys... We're all praying for you that you get better from Pastor Gary and all of your friends at whatever you name your group, okay? And then let everybody go down on the rest of the white paper. Let everybody go by and sign it and send notes. Don't fold it. Put it in a big manila envelope and mail it to them. And I tell you, when they pull that out, it is going to mean 10 times more than a letter with a bunch of signatures. They'll pull that out and they'll look at that. We went to one lady's house where she had it up in a, a plastic stand-up thing by her house. We gave it to her when her husband was passing away. I'll tell you what, it means a million bucks to people. Um, mention birthdays. Who had a birthday this month? Who in here had a birthday this month? Nobody was born in March? Not one soul. Well, we ain't singing to you. <laughs> No way. No way. Uh, you know, name tags is a good idea. Ha have an agenda when you go in. 
have an agenda. We, we, I've got a, you know, we, we send people out notes. I've got this goofy little, this goofy little card. It's a postcard that we make a, a word from Pastor Bull. And we send it out to them. You know, we're, we're going to do this at Young at Heart. We're going to do that. And uh, our name that we have, Young at Heart, uh, I would encourage you with the name that you, tick, that you pick. Uh, don't use something like uh, seniors. If you can stay away from that, it's great. It may be a seniors ministry, but, you know, senior saints, uh, prime timers, uh, you know, some of these uh, used over names. I wanted something really snap and dazzle for us. I wanted something like, like 65 Alive or a 55 Alive or something like that. Or, or you know, and I, I had them vote. I had them vote. Okay, here's all the, and, and you know what they voted for? We want young at heart. I said, <laughs> I said, everybody in Christendom and beyond has a seniors group called Young at Heart. Well, that's what we are. We're young at heart. So, so I, I called it Young at Heart. But I got it. I got so I use the initials Y A H. Spells Yah. So what I do when we have a choir, I'll say we're going to have the Hallelujah Choir. <laughs> I sent out another one. Do you love Christmas? Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> Just to kind of twist the knife on them a little bit, you know. <laughs> All right, program ideas. Hey, now this is this is good stuff. Seniors um, speak on issues like you know Medicare insurance. There's a lot of people out there trying to crook the seniors. Uh, Chrissy just read an article in the Art Magazine about the newest one now. It's called. Oh. <laughs> Senior moment. Check, check, check washing. Yeah. Check washing. Where somebody, if you, if you take your check and you uh, clothespin it outside your mailbox, or maybe you've got a country woman with the flag up, some crook will come along, and he'll take your check, and then they'll use, like, uh, what was it, any fingernail remover? And they'll, they'll take off who it's to, they'll leave your signature, and they'll leave the date, and they'll just go ahead and write it out for $1,000 more than what you got. And this guy will go taking it to the bank and say, well, listen, they had me come on over and do some window work for them, and they'll give it to you and try to cash it. And it's the newest thing that's coming against seniors. They even, even read in the, in the art magazine that they'll go to the post office at night and they'll take something sticky and drop it down inside the box and try to pull up an envelope so that they can take the, the, uh, uh, the check out, the check number. You know, help, your, help these dear saints, you know, and um, warn them about everybody trying to steal from them because they're out there by the gangbusters. Silver sneakers programs. You got one of those? We got one in the gym right next to us. Up, up. You know, we hear grunts like that over there. That's all right. It's music to our ears. Be creative. Now, I wish I would have brought a copy of this, but I wrote a song called The 12 Days of Easter. Okay, and we divided all the tables up into 12 teams. On the first day of Easter, my Savior gave to me a home up in heaven above. On the second day of Easter, my Savior gave to me the Holy Spirit and a home up in heaven above. And it just went on and on. I forgot to bring a copy of it. I do apologize. But be creative, okay? And try to think of some things. Now, here's something. Um, we found these recently. Uh, this is... Um, 
I think this is for Mahoning County where we live. But um, if you have something in your county like this, I brought a few copies you can take with you. This is absolutely incredible. Ne uh, Medicare navigation, adult day services, Alzheimer's services, geriatric assessment, uh, companionship, community help. It just goes on and on and on. All of these agencies and places where you can send people to help them to find help, we provided these. Uh, we got them for free uh, from our... I don't know what department it was from, a lady in our church, a social worker got them for us. But uh, somewhere in your county, somebody provides something like this. I'll tell you, take them to your group, they'll go like hotcakes. They'll go like hotcakes to younger people. I had one of our deacons, he says, oh, my wife's dad has Alzheimer's, I'll take that. You know, it's amazing how helpful that these things can be. You can take one with you up here, uh, leave my Elvis wig, but you can, well, in all honesty, that... Really, you know, I thought when I brought that in, people are going to think I'm into pest control. You know, <laughs> wow, we. Um, it's 3:30. Make it available to other churches. Make it available for them to come. And let me just say, powerful Bible studies. Always leave time to get into the Word of God and to preach it. Because listen to me, not everybody coming from their church gets that. Right. Are you hearing me? Not, every, not everybody that's coming to you from their church feels the Holy Spirit. Not everybody that's coming gets strong Bible teaching. And believe me, they're interested. When all this Russia-Ukraine stuff, it says, okay, everybody, Ezekiel chapter 38, here we go. And I began to take them all the way through the prophetic words that were coming. They sat there just glued. They, they, were, they were mesmerized by the word of the Lord. Preach the word of God. Sing the songs of the Holy Spirit. And then good videos. You got a lot of stuff. I want to give you the names of two, okay? Go on YouTube when you're coming up to Veterans Day and type in the words, Powerful Veterans Day Video. It's going to take you to one of the neatest videos that will take you to honoring our servicemen. It, it just does something to you when all of these cadets are standing there and they're, they're placing their pledging their oath, I promise that I will be faithful to the United States and the Constitution of the United States. It just does something in your spirit when you see that. And then when you come up to Christmas time, don't miss this one. It's called The Funniest Quartet Ever. Type it into YouTube. What it's going to be, it's this huge Baptist church having their great big musical. They bring out four kids about nine years old and they start to sing to an old Blackwood Brothers song. They've got a deep bass. Oh, it's just hilarious. It's hilarious. Your people are going to absolutely love it. Don't miss it. Okay. I think I've said all I can say right now. I'm just saying this, everybody. In our churches today, we need a place where seniors can just feel like they're going to old-time church. We have people, we have one couple that come, bless their hearts, and when they come, they don't say, well, we're going to seniors or we're going to young at heart. They say, we're going to church. Because that's what it is to them. It's church. And I don't say that to be critical of anybody else and what anyone else is doing. I'm only saying that to make mention that there are those that will always connect to a type of ministry that is not automatically given in a lot of our churches anymore. You have to build that. You have to create that space and that atmosphere for them. Any questions? My wife will answer them immediately. <laughs> The average age is 79. Yeah, that's the average age, okay? They can come when they're 55. We encourage them to come. Now, l let me just say on that, that's one of the reasons that you want to stay away from the name seniors. Because the minute you say that, they think of, of little old snowheads in wheelchairs. 
They do. They do. We've learned that the hard way. Okay. Um, let me just say, we used to do something for the people in our church about every couple times a year, just for our church only. We called it a snowhead fest. And I said, hey, listen, we're snowheads. We're proud of it. We've earned every one of these. And for a while, they liked it. But as time went on, we began to notice only a few were gravitating that, and there was a whole other bunch that wasn't. And we realized very quickly that they just don't want anything to do with something that's going to make them old. Now, they're plenty old. They just don't want to admit it. Okay? And, and so I'm going to change the name. The next time we do it again, instead of calling it a snowhead fest, I'm going to call it a bless fest. And bless means brilliant, lively, exciting senior saints. I might even look for a way to change the name seniors. Um, stupid. No. 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 I won't. But, but the, that, that was our average age. Now, stupendous. That's my word. Yeah. 79 is about the average age of what comes. But I tell you, we are constantly, you got to keep inviting people. You see Sally and Mabel, and, or Billy and Mabel in church, and they never come. Hey, Billy and Mabel, I'd love to have you come on Thursday to Young at Heart. Yeah, well, now listen, I want you to come. I'm not going to let you go. I want you to come. I'll tell you what, come one time. If you don't like it, I'll never say it again. Okay? And sometimes it's just a matter of getting them to take the plunge. Yes, sir? Uh, you had mentioned um, kind of getting the youth involved, different things. I find I'm a former youth pastor, transition about a little over a year ago to lead pastoring. Um, our church has quite a few seniors. We uh-huh. also have quite a few younger um, people. So, Good. Uh, what, what Have you been able to implement anything that's kind of like a bridge? Because for me, I'm 28 and I'm a lead pastor. Like, I need older saints around me to you sure do. learn from them. You sure do. And at the same time, vice versa, they need me. So I think it's one of those yeah. things as a church, like that culture. Do you have any advice as far as that cross-generational? If, if you have a kitchen committee that is flexible enough, they can help in the kitchen. They're great. And especially, they can help serving. They make excellent waiters at the tables. They do. I encourage you during the summertime, uh, have them come when they're off school. Um, have them sing. Uh, have them bring the praise band down. Have them, you know, anything at all that they can do. Believe me, those folks uh, are going to love it. They're going to love it. We, Our youth meeting happens right upstairs above our Wednesday night Bible study, okay? And we hear the drums and the beating and the thundering. And, and uh, I say, isn't that wonderful, everybody? And everybody's happy as a lark, you know? We'd rather have them here. And uh, so, yeah, honestly, but, but you have to find ways to get them involved. And the best ways, through the service, uh, serving things, and then also with the music, if they can get involved in that. Use them as greeters. Have them come and greet people at the door. Put one at every one of the tables and let them be the voice for that table for that day. You know, there's, uh, they're not going to, they're going to love that they're there. The young people might be somewhat spooked, but they'll get over that. <laughs> they will. They'll get over that. They will. Yes, sir. Anybody? Anybody? Everybody totally educated? Okay, Kitty. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> you know, no, I know. The, the, believe me, with, with any church, you know, transitioning and changing to, to fit into the times, 
It's always hard. It is because none of us want to compromise with the world. That the C word is worse than cancer to those that are leading churches. You don't want to compromise with the world, but at the same time, you want to provide an atmosphere that people can understand and relate to that isn't offensive. Um, you know, Kitty, here's something that, I don't know if this is going to help you or not, but, but um, we talk sometime about things that go on in church and and uh, even, you know, maybe down at the altar, somebody was uh, praying and they were doing something and we didn't understand that or somebody sang a song and we didn't quite get it. Uh, I, a while back, I, I began to ask myself the question, if we're all before the throne of God right now and those people were doing that for Jesus, would that bother Jesus or does it just bother me? So, you know, that, that's where I had to come to, you know, does that bother Jesus or does that just bother me? And, you know, sometimes I think when you've got an older congregation, you have to be willing to ask that question. If we do this, is that going to bother Jesus? If we were before God's throne doing that before the Lord, would Jesus be happy? Would Jesus be thrilled? And if he would, then I got to get over it, you know. Um, but I have to ask the question, does that bother Jesus or does it just bother me? Because if it bothers me only, it's not a big deal. That's right. It's really not. Good work. Anybody?